Hello and welcome to this podcast with Pastor Tony Paolo, recorded live at Restoration Church of Rhode Island. Enjoy today's message. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22 and 23 and then Romans chapter 2 verse 4. The title of my message today is God is kind. Yes, I'm going to say that again. God is, remember that word, kind? <laughs> remember that word? I remember being little. My mom said, listen, if you don't have anything kind to say, you can't be, you better be, be nice. I'm going to say this again. The title of my message today is God is kind. And this is the Apostle Paul in Galatians chapter 5. And, and actually, he starts the word, he starts the sentence, he starts the phrase, starts the verse with but, which is really an unusual word to start. You're not supposed to start a sentence with but, right, English teachers? But we're going to find out in a little bit why he started the sentence with but. He says in Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit who's the Holy Spirit, who takes residence inside of us, right? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness. Everybody say patience, kindness, goodness. Ah, Remember those characteristics? I feel like I have to remind, actually, I'm preaching this message for me. Maybe you're like 100% kind, run through your veins, run through your DNA, and you're all set. You know, Maybe this is not for you. Maybe this is somebody else. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Self-control. Now, he starts the word with but... And the reason why he started this sentence with but is because the prior context, Paul is talking about the opposites of the fruit of the Spirit. He's talking about the antithesis of the fruit of the Spirit. It's the complete, if we're talking about light, we just came talking about from darkness. So this is why he says but. And the prior context, Paul is speaking of the fruit of the world that the world lives by, which includes anger. Hatred, jealousy, selfishness, and arguing. Uh, pretty much what we see in our world right now. Pretty much. So the Spirit has fruit, and then the world has fruit. The Holy Spirit has its characteristics that we live by, and then the world has characteristics that we live by. So today's goal is to be able to be, I'm hoping that we're still able to separate those two. And be kind. Now the word kinder, kindergarten, I don't know if you know that word. Uh, um, I actually got kicked out of kindergarten, Chuck. (laughs) I got in trouble so many times in kindergarten, I got kicked out. That's another little story of Pastor Tony. And they says he can just start in first grade. So which was I, I which meant I didn't really need kindergarten. I was so smart. But anyway, so the word kindergarten is a German word broken into two parts. The first part is kinder, which is kinder which means in German, child. The second part of that word, kindergarten, is garden, which literally means in English, garden. 
where you plant your tomatoes and zucchinis and everything like that, Paul. So child garden, which, which is really a place that you can learn some basic fundamental things as a child. Kinder literally means child. So what Paul is like, just be, just be an innocent kid that knows no wrong, that does no wrong. Now, let's go back into uh, Romans, into the word, Romans chapter 2, verse 4. So Paul is saying the world, the fruit of the world is anger, hatred, jealousy, selfishness, arguing. But the spirit of the fruit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Romans chapter 2, verse 4. And I like this version. It's the New Living Translation. Paul says, don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Can't you see how kind God is with you? Does this mean anything to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sin? The NIV says it's God's kindness that leads you to repentance. God is kind. And he wants you to be kind no matter what. The spirit of the world is completely opposite. So the the, the question is, is how can we develop a spirit of kindness that exudes the love of God. Here, according to Galatians 5, kindness is actually a fruit. And the root of the fruit is a spirit working in us. And so if we develop rotten fruit, anger, jealousy, hatred, arguing, if we develop rotten fruit, we have a problem with our root. So if somebody behaves in a way that's not conducive to being uh, filled with the spirit, we have to ask ourselves, what is going on inside of them? We can ask why, what is wrong with their behavior. The real question is, what are they growing inside? If that's what you see on the outside, what's growing in on the inside? This is where, so the spirit of the world, anger, jealousy, hatred, that's the spirit of the world. My problem is when I see it into the, inside the church. And then I'll go to somebody to say, hey, what's going on? And then they lash out at me and I'm like, time out. I'm taking a step back here. There's something going on inside, and I'm hoping that it's the root and the work of the Holy Spirit of God working inside of you. And the season that we are in right now is testing what we're made of. That's what is happening right now. You're being tested. Anybody, oh, anybody's mature, and oh, they got beautiful fruit. They're an amazing leader, yeah. Let's see how they're tested. Everything's great. Let's see you in the middle of a pandemic. Let's see you in the middle of a a murder hornet. Let's see you in the middle of a protest. That's when we get to see your fruit, when it's actually tested. You know, you walk into a stop and shop. They put the most beautiful fruit up front. And then they don't leave it alone. They, They shine it up with the toxic waxes so it can look pretty but how many times have you been into something that looks pretty and it's rotten on the inside the spirit of the world the traits that we find in anger and jealousy and hatred and bitterness and arguing that's the outside that's the world what happens though when it creeps into here i I want this message to really 
tap into something here, and I'm hoping that, that the Spirit of God really convicts us. How you treat people tells me a lot about you. How you talk to people doesn't tell me about them. It tells me about you. How you treat people. And this is why the Holy Spirit, us moving in the gifts and the fruit. You see, the gifts are fine. The gifts are not going to be the thing getting you to heaven. Not the gifts of the Spirit. It's the fruit of the Spirit. When you stand before God, God's not going to say, good job on healing those people. God's more impressed with our ability to be kind than our ability to heal. God's more impressed with our ability to be patient and self-controlled than our ability to prophesy and build the church. So I see that we're in this middle of a test and the, spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. Paul says, but these fruit of the Spirit are very, the way he wrote this in the Greek, it's like these, these fruit are basic, fundamental, elementary. They are characteristic of someone who loves Jesus. When I see you be kind, and it's not even me, it's the world. When the world sees you be kind, you're actually advertising the purposes of heaven. So, put your hand over your heart and say, I need to be kinder. (laughs) Thank you, Chuck. (laughs) I think Chuck was the only one that said that. (laughs) I need to be kind. Angel, Barbara, make your husband say this. I need to be kinder to my wife. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm not kidding. God, see, when I'm growing, when I grow in the fruit, I'm giving God more space in my life. You ever clear out a room or clear out a closet and just clear things out and you're like, oh my gosh, this room seems so much more bigger. I just removed half the room and now the room didn't get bigger. You just made more space. So when, you, when I'm kind, I'm giving God more elbow room to move in my life. Sometimes I'll cramp God in with my bad attitude. Somebody, some, a couple of weeks ago, somebody just blasted me on Facebook, and I didn't respond. And I didn't delete the message. And, and, somebody, and then somebody private messaged me and said, Pastor, good job on discipline. You didn't respond. I said, that wasn't discipline. I just didn't trust what I was going to say. And because I didn't trust what I was going to say, guess what? I didn't say anything because I can't take back what I never said. The reality is the majority of the times do not trust what you are about to say unless you are growing in the fruit of the Spirit. It doesn't count if you think it. (laughs) Well, maybe sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes it does count when you think it. So the proof is, that I'm growing in the fruit of the Spirit, this is proof. The proof that you are growing in the fruit of the Spirit is when you want to retaliate and you don't. Is that good? That's proof. When you want to just get them back and you step back. See, the fruit of the world will dismantle itself. A soft answer turns away wrath. If I don't engage in the fruit of the world and I step and I step down and step back, the fruit of the world will dismantle itself because anger needs a counterpart in order to be anger. 
If somebody gets angry at me and and comes up against me, I'm going to actually give that anger true definition when I retaliate because then they'll step it up a notch and then we'll be both operating in the fruit of the world. Patience. Now, I want you to look at the fruit of the Spirit again and, and the word kindness. Look what it's sandwiched in between. There's kindness. The prerequisite is patience and then afterwards is goodness, gentleness, and self-control. Man, that sounds like a weak person, man. That sounds like that sounds like let's just let's just have everybody walk all over me, why don't you? Uh, stand up for myself. Now, meekness in the in the King James version, self-control, which means which is meekness, is not weakness. It actually means a channeled power. When they when they train a a, a two thousand when they train a thousand pound horse or two thousand pound when they train a horse that's so much that weighs so much, they actually take all of that power and energy and focus. So it's focused power is what self-control is. Self-control is not weakness. Self-control is just get a control of yourself. <laughs> I know I'm not supposed to use the definition, but I'm gonna use it. Self-control means controlling yourself. Control yourself. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. If you need, this is how I see it. So if you need to work on your kindness, God doesn't send kind people your way. (laughs) Oh, good Lord, do I know this firsthand. So if you have, let's say you have an anger problem and you say, God, help me with my anger. God is going to allow situations your way to practice you with your help you practice you uh, with you expressing your anger so if you need help with kindness god is going to allow situations your way to test that kindness cuz faith is not faith unless it's tested kindness is not kindness unless it's tested you got to there's got to be an antithesis there's got to be a comparison paul says all of these fruit of the world but the fruit of the spirit He sends people our way to test you. And how about the golden rule? Treat others like you would want to be treated. You know, we can really change the narrative right now in our world. Pastor Mike Caparelli said it this way in yesterday's panel. You know, I can't change the world, but I can't change my world, my circle, my circle of influence right now, my circle of influence. I can influence and I can deconstruct the narrative around me by expressing the gifts of the spirit. We can change the landscape by practicing the life of a spirit dwelt vessel. You and I have the ability to be kind. Why kindness? Because Romans chapter 2 verse 4 says this. God's kindness was what prompted me to repent. I didn't come to Jesus because I heard a message on God's anger. I didn't come to Jesus because I heard a message on God's going to judge you. I didn't didn't come to Jesus because I heard how I deserve to go to hell. I came to Jesus because I heard about God's goodness. I heard about his grace. I heard about his kindness. I heard about his patience, his gentleness. That is what led me to Jesus. God doesn't want anybody to do anything because we're afraid of him. God wants us to change because we love him. You didn't make a decision because of God's judgment. I had someone say to me, Pastor, you should preach more messages on hell. And I thought about it. 
And I said, I don't know, how often did Jesus talk about hell? He didn't come talking about what he was against. He came talking about what he was for. He didn't come talking about hell. He came talking about heaven. He didn't come talking about judgment. He came talking about justice. He didn't come talking about God, the anger of God. He came to talk about the love of God. And according to Romans chapter 2, verse 4, it's God's ability to love me without immediate reciprocation is what brought me to Jesus. God did it for you. And he's asking you to reflect his kindness to others. What, I mean, what's keeping us why, as a pastor, do I have to chase after people and say, hey, you can't be mean like that? No. Take it back and apologize. Kindergarten. Say you're sorry. What's keeping us? Is it a lack of patience? Is, is it the fact that we have no patience and we just don't want to deal with people and people should, people should know? Is it unforgiveness? Is it a bias? Can we be honest with ourselves and just ask ourselves the question, why do we fly off the handle so quickly? The big test. Now, this was the big test for Jesus in the Gospels and Luke chapter 6 when, when Jesus said, hey, listen, man, oh, you want to know the, the real deal? The real deal is love your enemies. You've heard it said, hate your enemies but love your friends. I'm telling you to love your enemies and lend to them without getting anything back. Oh, snap. That's the test right there. That's it right there. That's the test of maturity if the Spirit of God is working in your life. The big test is being able to be nice to someone who's being mean to you. That's the test. That's the test of maturity. There's nothing shining on the outside. What you see is what you get. It's the inside. Jesus says you can wash the outside of the cup, but the inside of the cup be dirty. You ever take a mug outside of the cupboard and go, somebody didn't do their job. Where's Zoe and Sam? Oh, never mind. <laughs> somebody didn't do their job. Kindness is so important. Kind of, you know why kindness is important? It's the reason why you're here right now. The reason why you're in your car right now is because God was kind to you. So if that's the reason why I'm here and you're here, what would be the reason why other people would be here? Because God expresses his kindness through whom? Other people. God doesn't come down and shower kindness dust on the earth. He moves through you. And if, he can, if you can exude the kindness of Christ on this earth, other people will be pointed to Christ. And I've said this a million and a half times. God can't, people can't see God, but they can see you. And what they believe about God is what they see in you. So, be kind. Play nice. Be nice to people. Every time my mom would let me go out, her, her, her advice was, be nice, don't do anything stupid, be smarter than dumb people, and, 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 and always treat other people with kindness. Always say that. Always say that. Context now. Don't you see, this is a context of Romans 2. Paul is saying, because the Jewish people just didn't get it. They were religious, but they didn't have relationship. And Paul's like, don't you see how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Being kind 
changes people. Now, this, I did research uh, actually uh, on, on Dartmouth University actually did research on kindness. And they said kindness decreases physical pain. Because when you engage in acts of kindness, it produces more endorphins in your body. And endorphin is a natural painkiller. So you want to stop all the pain in your body, be kinder to other people. It also, kindness reduces stress. Kind people have 23% less, 23% less cortisol, which is the stress hormone, and age slower than the average population. It decreases stress. It's actually the fountain of youth. Right, Barbara? It, it produces less stress hormone in your body when you are kinder. You want to live long, be kind. It reduces, it, it decreases anxiety. A group of highly anxious individuals performed six kind acts a week. And after a month, there was significant decrease in their anxiety. It also decreases depression. And it decreases, this is going, it, kindness decreases blood pressure. Because kindness actually releases the oxytocin in your body, which dilates the blood vessels, and this reduces blood pressure. So it reduces pain, stress, anxiety, depression, blood pressure. All of those things is what contributes to anger, jealousy, hatred, quarreling, fighting. Because if I am in pain, stressed out, anxious, depressed, and high have and have high blood pressure, I ain't gonna be happy. <laughs> Kindness, this study shows, protects the heart. Galatians five in closing, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Father, I just, Lord, I just pray right now that you would help us through the power of the Spirit who lives in me to exude what is important to heaven. Let our lives be the advertisement, Lord, of the characteristics of Jesus. Lord, we need your help, God. We need your help, Father. I just pray for everyone here. I just pray for everyone here. Let's practice, actually. If we feel like a trait that's not in line with God's spirit, let's practice not saying anything or doing anything until we check with the Spirit. Let the Spirit check you as you check in with the Spirit. And usually there's a very, there's about this much time between somebody saying something mean or doing something mean to you. There's this much time that you have to think about retaliating, saying something mean back, right? But let that time that seems like forever, but it's actually a split second, I'm going to check in with the Spirit, Father. I, want, I, I, need, I need to practice that. And I have found that so many times I don't get into trouble. It's not because I was mature enough to say the right thing. 
is because sometimes I didn't say anything at all. The Bible says that the Jesus, they accused him. And the Bible says in the King James Version, he opened not his mouth. They punched him. They kicked him. They tore his beard out. They accused him. And he didn't say a thing. Why? Because sometimes not saying anything actually accomplishes God's purposes on your life. It's when I open my mouth that I get into trouble and God goes, there we go again. Tony Paolo opened up his mouth. But when I close my mouth, it's better closing my mouth than try to explain what God wants to do because I can't quite put the words together. So what do I do? Close my mouth and let God have his way in my life. Bible says vengeance is mine, says the Lord. So let's practice. Boys and girls, can you just be kind? All right, Chuck, I'm going to let you go now. All right, you have a good day. Can you just be nice to people? Barbara, can you, you're, Barbara's, not, Barbara's never mean. Can you just be nice? That's why she looks, she's 95 and she looks like she's 60. Because she's kind. Be nice. Pastor Mike, can you be nice? Haley, can, Haley, can you be nice? Yep. Mariah, can you be nice? I'll try. <laughs> I'll try. Sarah, can you be nice? All these people I'm asking him are all nice. Who can I pick out that's not? Let's see, who can I pick out in the crowd? Angel, can you be nice? I love you. Your future is bright. I just want to let you know. Thank you for listening. Tony Paolo is the lead pastor of Restoration Church. If you would like more information, go to restorationchurchri.com.